Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. Fan cast? Yeah. I don't know. I've been watching something on Netflix. I found it. I discovered it. Okay. No one else knows about it. Oh my god, are we going to be breaking news here? Maybe, I don't know. I don't think actually no one else knows about it. It's called Ultimate Beastmaster, and it's like a... Ultimate Beastmaster? Yeah, now, to be clear, it's not about anybody, like, you know, trying to master beasts. It's, That's what it sounds like. What it is, and it's not about the old Beastmaster show, finding out who's the best Beastmaster. No, what it is, is that it is a kind of, like, obstacle course... Um, show like like American Ninja Warrior, okay, uh, kind of like that. Oh, because they're going into beast mode. I get it. N- y- yes, and I'll explain. Um, <laughs> but it's more about like the entire world. So it has six countries, oh. which are Japan, South Korea, Brazil, America, Mexico, and Germany. Uh, so they have two. So each episode, they have two from each one of those countries. Okay. Um, competing in, uh, and the, the, the optical course is called The Beast. Okay. So it actually is like, they built a full, like it has a face and it has like these <laughs> giant arms. It's a giant mechanical monster awesome. in the California desert. And there's an obstacle course through it. And like they have to, like they have certain levels. First they have to do like the head and the neck. Then they have to do the like the the stomach and then they have to do the <laughs> tail and they have to do, and it just, and it just, it pairs people down. So it's like 12 people and then eight people and then five people. Then five people and then two people. Okay, all yeah. right. So it has a bunch of um, uh, like hosts from like each country. So we're clearly watching the American version, right? And that has Terry Crews and I don't know. I can't. I don't know who wh- who she is. She. I think she's a sports broadcaster. But this is is her um, name Aaron? No, Carissa. The, okay, Aaron is the only Aaron. No, it's, something it's, is. It's like Carissa, but there's a C. There's a C H at the beginning of it, so it should be Charissa. Charissa. But it's Carissa. All right. Um. So, and then it has like two people from each country. All right. Um, as All broadcasters, right. like some of them have like a comedian. I know Anderson Silva is Brazil. And Terry Crews, you say. So this is like a modern, reasonably well-funded show. No, yeah, it's uh, it's produced. I think it came out very recently. It's produced by um, Sylvester Stallone. Oh. Um, All right. And yeah, so it has like, and the broadcasters are great. Each one, like, like they talk to each other, um, and they like, like it's it's clearly that this is edited differently for each country. country. Like, Which we're makes getting, sense. Yeah, we're getting the American one, so we get like they focus a little bit more on the American uh, uh, like contestants. Doesn't mean they won't just be knocked out in the first <laughs> round. But they focus on them. They focus on them. Um, and then we get them like you know interacting with the other hosts. We get to see the other hosts and like like it's 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 entertaining. It's it's huh. interesting because it's because unlike American Ninja Warrior where where the the race kind of changes each time, this yeah. one is pretty much the same with a few additions or like subtractions. Actually, every single episode, um, okay. so it changes up a little bit. But it's, you're mostly seeing like very similar things, and it's very fun and interesting. And like it's 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 an obstacle course show. It was like, American Ninja Warrior. And we like that. We do like that. That's yeah. true. So I guess we also <laughs> like, oh my God. Okay, so remember I was telling you about the show that Misha Barton was on? And I've looked up what it's called. Yeah. And every time I look up the name, I read it. And I'm like, oh yeah, obviously it's that. And then it immediately enter exits my mind again. Yeah, it so is you- called Celebrity Deathmatch. Aaron, it, you you told me it was star, it was, um, Cable Battle of the Network Battle Stars. Battle of the Network Stars. You told me it before. You said it before on the podcast. I'm just saying. You, what I was going to say is what makes that show great is the hosts. Yeah. 
And it sounds like what makes Beastmaster great is the hosts. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's also just fun to watch people. You know, it they they're very 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 insistent that it's just like a video game they say it all the time um and you know well the way that it works rather than american ninja warrior which is just time and how far you go yeah it's point based oh so it is like a video game yeah yeah in the sense of like when you when you uh pass a uh uh an obstacle you get like a certain amount of points which for the level one is 10 points level two is 20 points then they also have like essentially like challenges where they have like switches of course are a little bit harder to get but if you get them is an additional like so Point. this really is like a video game then. Yeah. Except with, you know, human interaction and... Yeah. Yeah, human interaction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which video <laughs> games do not have. Sometimes they do. No, I mean, they do, Aaron. I was being sarcastic. Oh. Anyway, that was that was essentially me talking about another show that's on Netflix that's... You know what I'm watching on Netflix? What are you watching on Netflix? Pretty Little Liars. Good. That's more related to our <laughs> general topic. It is. Yeah. Now shall we segue? Yeah, sure. Let's segue. It's, uh, this is, <laughs> we're watching the OC still, and this is episode still. 16, The Lynx. The Lynx. So it's about golf. Yeah, yeah, this is Lynx, like, is- Lynx. Of a golf course, not links like the big cat. Yeah, yeah. It's also not like a bunch of whole, you know, links, the hero of time. So it's not Game of Thrones. It's not Game of Thrones. Oh, what? Why do we have Game of Thrones? Because he gets all of the people, Ty- Tyrion gets all of the people in the city to make the links, and the links make a chain, and okay. the chain goes up across the water, and then it cuts off all of the boats, and then they die with wildfire. Okay. That's a spoiler for season two. Okay. I don't... Okay, sure, yeah. I was making reference to uh, Legend of Zelda. Oh, yeah. I also made reference to a big cat. Let's just move on. This one's about golf. We talk about <laughs> golf a lot. And then there's a modicum amount of golfing. There's a little bit of golfing. A little bit of golf. But mostly there's just a good scene where Sandy tries to teach Ryan how to golf. <laughs> Which we'll get to. Yep. Good, but it doesn't start with that. It starts off with immediately Bolivar. Bolivar is right there. If you thought we'd get to escape him and have one episode off from the Bolivar, no. Or not even an episode. Just like a starting of the episode off from Bolivar. No, we get Bol- Bolivar's there immediately. Bolivar is storming up to Marissa's house because he needs to talk to her. Yes, and he wants to... Uh, uh, he... It's like he read a play with a drug addict in the play and was like, this is how drug addicts talk. He's, he, he goes to Marissa's house... To brag about how awesome he's doing. Yes, essentially. Like, he comes in, he's like, Marissa, I'm so sorry, but look how awesome everything is. I have Natalie back. My parents are happy. I have no more drugs. Because did you ever have drugs, Bolivar? <laughs> did you? I'm thinking no. No, no, he, he definitely tried to buy cocaine. No, I'm thinking that was all a sham. No, the he, entire thing is a long con. Definitely. T- I'm, I'm, he lies about many things, and he has very, <laughs> like, in-depth and astounding plans, like, He's 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 essentially the Joker of teen drama with it's how true. convoluted and stupid his plans are. <laughs> it's true. But I do believe he tried to buy cocaine from a cop. But do you think he was buying the cocaine to take the cocaine, or do you think he was buying the cocaine to plant it on Ryan? No, I'm willing to think he's on cocaine. All right. I'm willing to think that is a thing that he legitimately is, is that he's on cocaine, and then he had to have a thought process where he was like, "How? How can how I make I this work this? for me? How am I going to swing this? I just got." 
Marissa knows that I was on drugs, and my entire thing was was going to be like, I'm just like you. I'm so I gotta change edge. it now. I gotta like, change it, Marissa. I struggle too, but I overcome my struggles. Yeah. So, so now he swips it around because now what he wants them to do is he wants them to come with him to Palm Springs so that they can apologize. He wants to come. He wants literally everybody. 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 Everyone who was at that concert needs to go to Palm Springs. Everyone who was at that that um, <laughs> games night that he looked outside the window into, he wants them all to come to Palm Springs where they'll meet his parents and meet Natalie. And everything's going to be so great because he loves to buy friendships and he also loves golf. And so, lest we think that Bolivar is up to good now, he immediately shows us his true colors. Yeah, because Jimmy has, like, a million pictures of his daughter. Yeah. But not of his other daughter. <laughs> there are no pictures of Caitlyn. But there are, like, 11,000 photos. Of Marissa. Of Marissa. Yep. And so, Bolivar, I don't know, Marissa goes, oh, she goes to call Ryan to be like, yeah. let's go. Yeah, exactly. And Bolivar moseys on over to the portrait mantle. <laughs> yes, where there's the million photos of Marissa. And he picks up a picture of Ryan and Marissa, and the music gets on ominous. And then he puts it behind <laughs> a photo of Marissa and Jimmy. Like, somehow that makes it better for him. <laughs> That's like it makes it disappear. He is a psychopath, let's be clear. That's like, true. like the things he does are not things that normal people do, even in normal ways. Exactly. Exactly. Like, the idea of, I get like, like oh, he doesn't want to see Marissa and Ryan together. But the fact is he's at Marissa's house and has to put a photo of Marissa and Ryan. Behind hi- another photo. Yeah, he has to hide it is like. It's insane. It's insane. He is an insane he boy. Is and, you know, I know maybe we should have more empathy for his problems. He, I, but he is like a child who lives alone in the world and is doing nothing to fix his problems. So whatever, Bolivar, pull it together. Yeah. Uh, this is when we cut to we see Sandy teaching Ryan how to golf. But I don't understand. Is he chipping into a cup? Yes. Because they went to the driving range earlier and now he's learning how to putt. But he's not. But I mean, he's putting in their grass. They're yes. like astroturf, which is not putting grass. I know. It makes no sense. It's weird. It's just so we can have some fun hijinks of Sandy being like, nice and easy. Well, nice we, and easy. And Seth is in the pool. He's collecting all of the but like, Aaron, golf we know, balls We know the, the pattern of this is Ryan doesn't want to go. Seth exactly. and Sandy convince him to go. And Through then hilarious he goes. hijinks. And then Ryan breaks something. Yeah. And then, he, then he'll go and he'll not have a good time. Mm-hmm. Because anything with Ryan and Marissa ends with Ryan not having a good time. Which is why Ryan should just get a different girlfriend. Date Summer. She seems... <laughs> fun <laughs> date even luke <laughs> date luke man man what a twist that would be <laughs> that's where this whole series is going <laughs> man that's that's where this episode was going i swear um i just want to point out that summer and julie have finally been added to the main credits yes yeah they they uh they, they finally s- acknowledge that these guys are main characters they slid them in there despite them being around forever forever also can we just talk, what did Ryan break? Because he's putting into the pool. I thought he broke Julie's window. Oh. <laughs> he, he definitely, no, no, he, he was putting toward the pool. Then he turned around. His back was to the pool house. Yeah, so that's why I'm like, what did putted, he hit? He hit, he broke Julie's, Julie's window. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Unfortunately, she's in Paris. We'll get to that. No, that's the next episode. Oh, no, that, no the next, the next thing. Right. Um, <laughs> it was sorry, a segue. It, it comes to the fact that, like, Sandy doesn't trust Bolivar. Yep. Good. Sandy's a good person. Yes. But no, you, yeah, you put it up. Julie's in Paris. 
which with explains Caleb. why Nat, which explains why Haley was around, yes. which we didn't know for the entire time that Haley was exactly. around. Exactly. So Haley has been here for so long because she is waiting for Caleb to come back from Paris, which I didn't understand because they're constantly like, "Oh, I'm just waiting to wait to talk to your dad." I'm like, "Well, why doesn't she do it yeah. and leave? Go to his office. It's real close. Kirsten drives there every day." Not turn. Turns out Caleb and um, Julie are Julie in Paris. They've been hanging out in Paris and they're back tonight for dinner. So Haley is going to take on off, is what, Ju- not Julie, which is what Kiki is worried about. Yeah. And Sandy's all, is sure she's just going to do it. And Sandy's happy. <laughs> um, so we have a scene where uh, Marissa and Summer are hanging out, and Summer, shockingly, is not excited for a couple's weekend. No, she's not happy about, like, she does Seth not want to go on and this. Anna. She's also dressed like a sailor, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but she has a plan, and also the ability apparently to just get a dead frog because she's going to like. She has the most childlike pranks ever lined up. Yeah, this is what the middle of her rage blackouts look like. <laughs> she, she has just been rage blackouting for like two weeks. She reverts to an eight-year-old and is like, "I'm gonna make him pee himself." <laughs> Then Anna won't want him because he pees himself. <laughs> and then I can have him, that pissy boy. <laughs> we also learned that before she met Seth, they didn't know how to do sarcasm before Cohen came along and talked about irony. Which is an absolute lie. Summer lives on sarcasm. Exactly. <laughs> so, so Whatever, the, Summer. The reason I can imagine Summer and Seth getting along is because they both live and breathe and inject sarcasm whole into their uh Into everything they do. So now there's a sad scene, or unless you want to say more about that. No, scene. no, we're, we move on to that scene. There's a sad scene where Jimmy can't get a job as a restaurant manager, so he's in mourning. Yeah, which uh, I know. You know what? I'm gonna hold on to this weirdness until later. Until later. But essentially, does Jimmy come and, out of nowhere. Yeah, Jimmy and Sandy. Um, they're, they have dinner plans. They're going to the Lighthouse. Which is a restaurant that's shutting down, so they have to go because it's the last night it's going to be open. Yeah. And this, it, I don't know why it wasn't until this episode that I realized that Sandy and Jimmy are best friends. Because I don't think they were. I think they've become, I think we've watched them become yeah. best friends. And like, it's, they, I don't know if they did it in an intentional way. If it was intentional, amazing. If it was unintentional, still pretty amazing. Yeah. Of watching two people just sort of like, be thrown together before and before you realize it they're already friends yes they- it's so sweet it's so sweet so so yeah and sandy's like yo well, you know what i'll find you i'll find you a place to work man we're we're got yeah i'll get you a job in my legal place and i'm like sandy there's definitely no way that jimmy can work at a legal place spoiler alert there's no <laughs> way jimmy can work at a legal place he's like you can be a paralegal or like a file clerk and i'm like yeah the guy who steals people's money will be trusted not to steal legal files yeah, it has nothing to do with whether or not he would do it. It has to do with the fact that he's notorious in that city. Yeah, he is a stealer. Yeah, and that's essentially later what Sandy's boss, Tom, says to him. It might be Tom. It's Tom. I just don't know if he's his boss. Or he might just be another lawyer at the... I don't know what the hierarchy <laughs> of this firm guy. is. Maybe he's an HR guy. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we come back to more, uh, like, get prepared. This time is Ryan and uh, Marissa. Marissa, and they have a lot of PDA, which... I'm going to give them a pass on because they're 16, but also, that's gross. Don't make out in front of your friends. Yeah, Summer, Summer was coming up behind. It's like when Marissa, like, latched onto Ryan in the yeah. last episode. She's essentially showing dominance. Con- continually. And then Ryan sicks Summer on Seth, effectively. <laughs> it's like, hey, Summer. Seth's, Seth's upstairs. here. And Summer's like, okay. Great. Let me start my plan. Rage blackout. 
<laughs> then so she blacks out and leaves. We discover in the scene that until now, Marissa had not told Ryan that Oliver and Natalie had gotten back together. She's, which you'd think she would have led with. Yeah, she's not great. She's not great at this. With stuff. It's like she has these crazy blinders up when it comes to Bolivar. It's like she doesn't think he's a guy. She thinks he's like a fun gnome friend. <laughs> Bolivar is her imaginary friend. <laughs> and she doesn't realize why other people might be like, maybe you shouldn't hang out with this guy so much. Like, I mean, to be fair, it is... <laughs> Now, the last person that Marissa spent a lot of time with that wasn't her boyfriend was Ryan. Yeah, so she's got a pattern. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Essentially, Ryan, Marissa wants Ryan to be nice to Bolivar. And, and Ryan's like, that is the only thing I try to do all the time. But he's just such... You just don't understand. You look at his face and it's just, <laughs> you want to smack him. You want to smack his face off of him. I do want to continually smack his face. <laughs> so meanwhile, um, Seth and Anna are playing Jenga on the bed. I'm, yes, you notice how, what? Yeah. This is the second scene in this series where someone has played Jenga on a bed. There's a perfectly good floor. I, Why I, are you playing Jenga on a bed? I know. I, I know the shot is better on a bed, but... It's, Play something else. Yeah. Play something that's not Jenga. Because Jenga is entirely about <laughs> not knocking... It's down. Over. Play checkers on the bed or something. Do uh, a puzzle. Unless if you have one of those, even like everyone doesn't do a chess, but even that like those dumb beds where you can drop a bowling ball oh, on one yeah. side. Maybe that's the bed he has. Who knows? I don't know. But, but we we learned that Seth loves Palm Springs because he is an eighty year old Jewish man. Seth, I mean, he really wants to be an eighty year old Jewish man. And while this is he's young. like a very uncomfortable thing that comes up a lot during the episode and gets a little bit creepy eventually. Yeah, I, I imagine there's a there's like a, like a moment off screen where Adam's like, Seth, you got to pull back the joke a little bit. Seth, this is not hot. He does bring up catheter at some point. Yeah, he sure does. I'm like, Seth, pull it Just back. Just put a pin in it. Um, Summer comes in with a record scratch, which will be continued. Because <laughs> she is going to aggressively third wheel this entire trip. Yeah, she rolls in mid-blackout and it does not end. She does not leave that rage blackout until she talks to Luke at the end of the episode, but we'll get there. Because <laughs> she... Cause that's that's her that's her arc. That's and her she's just arc. like, hey friends, we're friends. Let's do some friends thing. Oh my god, I knocked over the Jenga. I'm so sorry, Anna. It seemed like you were really doing well, friends. And speaking of Luke, Luke continues to be just this cool other guy. He wants a drunk golf and like He he's... rolls up with like I'd say he probably has like a hundred beers. Yeah. He he's he he <laughs> he's super excited that Seth's gonna be there. He thought Seth was being a blender. It's actually humidifier. Doesn't seem to bother him that much. He just keeps rolling on. Like, well, that's okay. I didn't bring Mark Mix anyway. Just have beers. <laughs> it's like Marissa was somehow making Luke, Luke. terrible. Which well, the more we know about Marissa, Marissa, the more I can believe that is a fact. She gaslights people. All the time. Well, she wants. She her, is forever gaslighting. She wants her boy fight club. She really is. And now does. she's trying to make Ryan and Bolivar her boy fight club. She really is. She just can't do it as well as Caitlyn can. <laughs> so, guys, here's some shocking news. This will come as like an earth-shattering tremor. Oliver and Natalie 
have broken up. Oh. So she is not coming on the oh, weekend. No. Oh, no. What an unexpected travesty. Because we really thought we'd meet her. Eric, can you imagine if they got to Palm Springs and Natalie was real? Oh, my, my God. I <laughs> That would have been so much I better. I would have torn my own head off. That would have been <laughs> insane. That would have been the twist we never expected. <laughs> can you imagine this all ended and Bolivar was just like a cool guy who had some problems? Yeah, and he's like, you know, I did the drugs, but now I'm with Natalie. And Natalie's straight edge. Yeah, so. Natalie's there, his parents are there, and it's just a cool weekend. But it's not. Because you know what? Natalie broke up with Bolivar. It's true. Which means that now they have to they have to pair up for a... Okay, I don't understand why they are taking three cars on this trip. Is it because Luke needs a car for just his beer? Yeah, no, they all need car. Yeah, Luke has filled up everybody's cars with beer. Because <laughs> there's all these hijinks where... Um, Marissa's like, well, we can talk about it all the way to Palm Springs. And then she's like, Ryan, can I ride with Luke? Or sorry, can I ride with Bolivar? Maybe we can both ride with Bolivar. And then Luke's like, I'm all alone. Hey, hey, Cohen, ride with me. Remember how we're best friends? Hey, get in the truck. So they pair up. It's Bolivar and Marissa. It's Luke and Ryan. And then Seth, Anna, and Summer. With Summer Summer sitting next to Anna. And Anna, okay, I just want to point out, Anna is driving a convertible. Yeah. Because later, I don't understand the car situation. But right now, Anna is driving a convertible. Luke is driving his giant truck. And Bolivar's driving something. Do we want to flashback to how it... Because it's a note I have. Do you know the answer? No, I don't know the answer. I just know it's bizarre. It is bizarre. Yeah. Because later... Because later, Luke drives Anna and Seth home. In oh, Do you think his truck has a back seat? I don't think no, no, a no, truck, I think, though. No, no, no. I think he does. That is a okay. huge truck. It's kind of like how um, yeah, our father's like truck our father's has. truck. Yeah. So he drives them home. And Bolivar drives something. Oh, you, you know, I guess Bolivar probably took the car they took with Marissa. And then I guess... But that scene didn't seem like it was in a convertible. It seemed like it was in, like, an SUV. When? Because there's a scene where Ryan and Marissa are in a car when they're driving to meet Bolivar. So did Bolivar take the convertible and they took Bolivar's car? Bolivar just stole Seth and Anna's car? Yeah, I, that's what I'm taking from this. That's the, ol- that's, uh, that's the only thing I can imagine. Because as soon as I got to them driving home, I was like, wait a I for- second. I forgot we had that scene where you actually see... You see it, them in the car. Sil- it's a silent scene. They don't say anything. It's just them driving And she's on the phone trying yeah. to, yeah. Yeah, so these cars change shapes. They're Transformers. You didn't Robots know, but they are. Uh, let's, uh, anyway, so... Julie and Caleb arrive early for dinner, and Julie has new hair, and she also has a cheese the size of a car wheel. Also, Julie is the Luke of deciding to be friends with Kirsten, because yeah. now they super chill. They're BBFs. Like, like, Julie asks her about her hair, and it feels honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they did bond when they hated the noopsies. Yeah, it's just, it's... They <laughs> had beer and fries together, and now they're friends. It's crazy. Uh, you know who Julie does not like, though? Haley. Oh, does not like Haley. She's probably heard so much about how great Haley is the entire trip. And you know Julie. She can't understand family and, dynamics. And I imagine that Kirsten probably does, has brought Haley up before. And at mm-hmm. the time, Julie did her thing. Where's I she... have this weird feeling about Julie. Is that Julie does listen to what everyone says. She just ignores it. And then she just files it away for, like, future hijinks. Yeah. yeah. So she knows about Haley's whole, like, Taking money and going away thing. And having benders and... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but Caleb wants to hear all about what, what um, Haley has been up to. And then he rushes off to talk to Haley. And Julie's like, but we need to tell people about Paris. Now it's time for Julie and Kirsten to have some brie. So much brie. So much brie. 
So meanwhile, everyone arrives. This infuriates me so much. When they arrive at the house and Bolivar is just like intimately no, talking to Marissa. No. What bugs me is we don't get to see anything on the road trip. So they, why did they divide up all those yeah, cars? They Who literally cares? paired them up in like such a comical way. Like, I want to know what Luke and Ryan talked about. What did Luke <laughs> and Ryan? Because I imagine Ryan just like seethed and yeah, then Luke would be Luke. like, hey. The Packers. Yeah. I know I shouldn't like the Packers because I'm from California and they're from Green Bay, but man, I just really like green. I like the idea that it just, that just <laughs> Luke talked the entire time and never noticed that Ryan was not talking with the conversation. Like Luke was saying, because Luke, this episode is weirdly like helpful to people. He And he is like Ryan's friend. Yeah. Like we've established he's Ryan's best friend, but this episode he is really Ryan's best friend. Well, we well we 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 imply that Ryan was Luke's best friend. That's right. And this is what I'm willing to say that Luke is getting close to being Ryan's like best friend right alongside Seth. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Also, <laughs> Wait, we didn't I, get to see this. On, hold on, hold on. Yeah. When they were when when uh, Bolivar was talking about Bomb Springs, he said, "Yeah, everyone could come." Blah blah blah, even Luke. <laughs> For some reason, one person would be like, why? You want my... Why would Luke come? You want my ex-boyfriend, who's not romantically connected to anyone, <laughs> Luke, to come. Luke, who is just part of the group because he's not a cool kid anymore. <laughs> yes. Because remember when they all, like, firm walked into the school and they yeah. were like, haha, we're a <laughs> squad. Yeah, because he was now... Yeah. Li- yeah, anyway. Anyway, we also learned that Summer and Seth and Anna listened to the Da Vinci Code book on tape the entire way. And I assumed that Summer was like, shh, don't talk. Which sounds awesome. Yeah. Because I have gone on road trips. And you know what? My friends, I love you, but I don't want to talk to you for four hours in the car while I'm driving. So I often will be like, here's a hilarious podcast. But, Listen to that. But I just want to see, I would just love to see a cut a sh- to that car yes. where Summer's sitting there with like like a goofy smile on her face. <laughs> well, you know, someone reads the Da Vinci Code and Anna's just like fuming at the seat and then like, like, like Seth reaches over to like touch her on the shoulder, and then Summer like <laughs> does like, something to sh- knock the hand away. <laughs> yeah, sh- just she shushes him as he tries to reach for her. That's exactly <laughs> what I imagine happened. Well, I don't. I'm so mad we don't see the, the road trip. We could do so much of a better job writing the show, yeah. Kevin. I don't care about seeing like um, Bolivar, though. I wouldn't mind seeing more of Bolivar's manipulations on Marissa. Because the thing is, we see the results of his manipulations. We yeah. don't see a lot of one-on-one scenes. With the two of them, other than the ones where he's like, you have problems. Usually it's a Ryan. It's okay yeah. to have problems. But but now he has a new tactic. Yeah. So when they arrive, Bolivar and Marissa are intimately talking on the couch. They're real close to each other. They both have their arms up on the couch. Yeah. Back. And um, shockingly, no one likes this. Yeah, Ryan continues not to like Bolivar. Luke is even <laughs> not that cool, that chill with it. No, Luke does not like the situation. So nah. he like forces Bolivar to go show no, him where to put his beer. <laughs> no, man, that's his be- that's his buddy, man. That's his that's- friend right you there. You don't go in on his buddy's girl, <laughs> even though his buddy went in on his girl. And his buddy's girl used to be his girl. But no, no. Bolivar, you better help show him where things. to put that beer. <laughs> and then Marissa's like, you need to be nice to Bolivar. He's fragile. Yeah. And Ryan's like, also, surprise, surprise, Aaron. Where are Bolivar's parents? Well, they aren't going to be there either. Oh, no. Their flight was delayed. What, what, Bolivar, this episode, <laughs> I I subtitled this episode, Bolivar does stuff. Because Bolivar just does stuff. <laughs> just does stuff. Like, I don't, I don't, like, I, when I say he has a complex and weird plan, he's a complex and weird plan. He's. I feel like he's just, like, throwing spaghetti at the wall. And then, like, yeah. when he sees what spaghetti is left, he's like, ah. 
that's my plan. They're gonna go golfing that day, which, by the way, seems that's weird. not how that works. Um, so he's like, we're gonna, and he sets up the comedy threesome of Seth, Anna, and Summer. Like he's aware that's a comedy threesome. Yeah, he's just doing stuff. Like clearly, he wants to be the Marissa, which means Ryan has to be there. But why? <laughs> why not? Why does? Why Luke did come he invite to- everyone else? <laughs> did he just assume? And Ryan and Luke are best friends, as far as <laughs> I can tell. Luke will distract Ryan. Perfect. And then he puts Marissa, Ryan and Marissa into the double twin room, which, oh, he forgot that is a double twin room. Oh, no, bed. do you want to switch with me? And I don't understand why why Ryan and Marissa wouldn't be like, hey, Luke and Summer, you guys probably shouldn't have a double bed. Let's swap. I, well, like. Or do you think they had their own rooms? I think they each had their own rooms. But still, like, Luke would gladly swap with Ryan. It'd be fine. Well, see, Marissa didn't want to put upon... Because, you know, Bolivar's so fragile. She didn't want to put... He's no, so everything's fragile. fine, Bolivar. This weekend's about you, Bolivar. And then Bolivar says things to Ryan? Like, yeah, he... The only thing that Bolivar likes to do is talk about other people's issues. Yeah. So he talks about Ryan's issues to Ryan because Marissa told him... All the issues. In, like, the most taunting, smug... Yeah. Like, as soon as Marissa's not there, it's just, like, the, that like, switch oh, goes I off. I hear you're poor. I hear people leave you all the time. <laughs> I hear you're a sad guy and no one likes you. But that's okay. I also hear that you smell bad. But Marissa is such a good person, she overcomes that. My <laughs> name is Bolivar Trask. So, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. What are you drinking today? Uh, I don't know. Does that, what does that say? Saint of, Circum- Saint of Circumstance Citrus Blonde Ale. This is the first time that you don't like the drink? Yeah, it's growing on me. <laughs> Slowly. I took the first sip and I was like, oh no. Oh what, no. So, what is it about it that you think? Uh, it tastes wrong. Oh, it's from Hamilton. That's why it doesn't taste right. <laughs> Hamilton, Ontario. Huh. Oh, some shade thrown at Hamilton, Ontario. <laughs> its hops are Citra, Centennial, and Amarillo. Oh. I don't know. It just, it tasted skunked. But I feel like I also only think it tasted skunked because Luke said skunked earlier. And now I'm continually worried that all beer will be skunked forever. Do you even know what that means? Yeah, it gets really hot and then it tastes off. Okay. Did that get really hot? No. I mean, it is hot today. No, I bought it from the store and came in here, brought it here. Yeah, well. The guy did find it very odd that I only spent $3 and bought a single can of beer. Why people are so weird? I, they give me looks. Like, I don't know if other people buy, like, lots of single cans. It's, but I buy, like, one single can. I mean, we live in Canada where the only place to get liquor, for, liquor from is a liquor store. If yeah. you just wanted one can of liquor... You have to buy it from the liquor store. I mean, I understand in the States you can buy it from, like, the gas station. Yeah. But, I don't know. Yeah. It's okay. There is a drawing of a spaceman riding a space horse. So that's good. Well, no, Aaron, I want to clarify. That is a spaceman riding an earth horse, and that earth horse might be dead. In space. In space. He also like, is throwing a cowboy hat into the sky. Yeah, like, as far as, well, I mean, he's letting it float away as how, that's how space works. That looks like a spaceman riding on a dead horse that he brought into space. The horse's eyes are open. Doesn't mean it's alive, Aaron. Oh, no. Would you like some of this beer? No. I don't okay. want some of your weird dead horse beer. Well, I'm going to, that's why I don't like it. Because <laughs> it's got a, because it's just a man going on a dead horse on the side. It has, like... Some of the flavor of a sour, but none of the fun weirdness of a sour. Okay. So it's just, it's not your thing. Not my thing. 
So then we learn, oh, this is the scene we talked about before, where Sandy learns that not everyone is as noble as he is, and yeah. not everyone's going to be willing to give Jimmy a second chance, uh, or third, is, or fourth. Yeah, which is, you know. We talked about it. Uh, Kirsten and Julie, essentially Kirsten fills Julie in on more on, or she's kind of just monologuing about how, like, this Natalie is what, wants money. Yeah, this is what she does. And we do have a fun, ironic line where Julie's like, huh. Someone just using a rich man for his money. Who would do that? Which she was upfront about. Yeah, so I guess which, it's okay if you're open about it. Though maybe her, her mind has changed now. Who knows? Maybe she likes Caleb now. I don't know. But she gives the best advice that Julie Cooper has ever given. <laughs> Julie, you will you will regret crossing me, Cooper. S- informs Kirsten that she needs to tell her dad what's up. Yeah, and I'm like... Oh, no, yeah. like, weird... No. No, just There's no, up. like, snappy one-liner at the end of the scene, just... She had a good oh. time. <laughs> you should tell Caleb the, like, the truth about Natalie. You're afraid that she won't come back. Or else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... That's how I expect Julie to end because she always else. likes to threaten people. <laughs> and Maybe, he's like, why are you threatening me? You're dating my dad. I don't know. It's a thing I do. Maybe she, she had a good time in Paris. That's true. Lots yeah. of Lots of brie. Yeah. So Bolivar is sexy teaching Marissa how to golf. Yeah, he does the golf mentor. As soon as he says the word hips, I'm like, uh, yeah. And then taunt Ryan about yeah. just he just he wants without more taunting at Ryan. And Luke doesn't like it. He definitely wants Ryan to hit him. Like I thought he was working up like he wants Ryan to punch him. I he does because then he can be like, oh Marissa, I've tried so hard, and your boyfriend he just hates me. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately for him, both Luke and Ryan want <laughs> Punch Bolivar. So the, between the two of them, like this, this golf trip bonds Luke and Ryan more than more than anything that has ever bonded anyone. Oh my god! Like, like, at, like at the end, Luke said, "Just like, just Ryan, just kick your ball and let's get this done with." <laughs> he's like, "Don't worry, I'll stand in front of you. It's fine." Oh, <laughs> good shot! He, he just says, "You're not looking." Yeah. yeah, I don't know. There's also a terrible scene where um, Anna and Seth have decided to dress like Muppets to go golfing. That entire trio, like they are Muppets, like. What did, like, it's like Anna dressed them. <laughs> Maybe she did. Because, because it's, because it, you see what, I don't know, humans would wear mm. over when we look at, um. Luke, Luke who's wearing a golf shirt and some khakis. Yeah, same with Bolivar and mm-hmm. same with, and Marissa's wearing her, you know, sporty. And Ryan thing. is wearing what Ryan wears. He's wearing the right pants. He's wearing, yes. but he, but his top is like he's wearing an, <laughs> he's layering. <laughs> he's, as he does. Yeah. But, but, the, but oh, this trio, like. If you imagine, like, a 1940s child in a cartoon going golfing, if that's you, what they're wearing. If you imagine the cast of Fat Arnold, <laughs> Fat Albert, damn. <laughs> almost. I almost nailed it. Um, if you imagine the cast of Fat Albert are white hipsters, or white, uh, not hipsters, yeah. um, yuppies. Yep. Are white yuppies. And that's go, what they're wearing. That's what they're wearing. So we don't really need to go much into this. Summer is aggressively friending. Yep. They want some... Not that. She also makes them carry her... Her golf bag. Like, she's also torturing them. She also won't let them get a golf cart. No. And she wants Seth to go in and find her ball in the poison ivy. But yep. Anna can't go because there might be poison ivy. <laughs> but what? Seth can go. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so after those great hijinks that we really enjoy... <laughs> just weird. 
There is more hijinks where Bolivar convinces everyone to do a golf cart race. Yeah, and they race to like the most hard rocking song ever, which does not match the fact that they're on golf carts. Until Bolivar tries to <laughs> dr- ride down <laughs> Ryan. Yeah, Bolivar like like blue screens. Oh my then, god! And then tries to charge down Ryan, which Marissa is not upset about. She thinks it's a joke. It was just a gag. And it looks like, that wasn't a gag. (laughs) That was not a gag. Trust me, I've done some funny, almost kill someone things, and I know when it's a gag. I know when it's a gag, guys. (laughs) That, that was not a gag. That was not a gag. I once ran my buddy Chuck off the road with my Range Rover, and that was funny, and he got it, and everyone there got it. But this, (laughs) this was not a gag. This was not a gag. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what I <laughs> I always whenever I see these plots go off, I always imagine like what like what what would have happened if he succeeded? What would happen if Bolivar just ran Hit him head on. Yeah, just on a head on crash, and I guess all four of them died. And then Summer and Seth were like, like <laughs> How are we gonna get all these cars home? <laughs> I mean there's three of them, there's three cars. That's true. They they got the perfect amount. Um so Caleb Oh, no. So first, Sandy and Kirsten talk a little bit about how um, Sandy doesn't get Jimmy drunk and tell him that he has to leave town. Yeah, well, and like, like Sandy's like, oh my, oh my God, Jimmy's right. Yeah, Sandy's like, Sandy's like, I have to give up on my optimism. People, people aren't no, people aren't like me. <laughs> I'm the only good person in all of Newport. Do you also imagine that he took a walk around and just asked people? I think he did a survey. Yeah. Excuse me. Would you hire Jimmy Cooper? Well, I think he also just went around two places. Like, hey, I'm a guy who's looking for work. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we want to hire people. It's Jimmy Cooper. No. No. <laughs> no, 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 man. But what if I vouch for him? I'm Sandy Cohen. <laughs> we know no. Sue Jimmy Cooper is more than we know who Sandy Cohen is. It's true. <laughs> hey, you're the guy who surfs every morning, aren't you? The <laughs> damp guy. Yeah, you're the damp guy. <laughs> but, like, I'm a pretty reliable lawyer. Oh, uh, you're the damp guy with the eyebrows. Yeah, we know who you are. Jimmy Cooper? Nope. Nope. Um, so then Sandy is like, that's how I convinced you to marry me. And then Caleb enters is like, oh, she was drunk. That's why she married you. Thanks for always landing an insult, Caleb. Great yeah, work. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. So Kiki is not going to go for dinner with Caleb and Haley so yeah. that they can talk. Well, talk. Well, because she prefaces it with telling Caleb, like, hey, maybe don't give her so much money. Like, she's going to, yeah. you know what Maybe she's give do. her less money. Like, she's going to leave. Yeah. If you want her to stay, yeah. don't give her money. Like, they, like, Caleb's like, you want me to cut her off? And Kirsten says yes, but I'm like, you know, you could just be reasonable. Like, yeah. like, Kirsten works for him. Yeah, he could be like, I can't give you money, but I can give you a job. Yeah. That would solve that problem. But it's all, but I, to be fair, Haley would not take that job. No, so I guess Kirsten just knows her sister really well. Yeah. Uh, so this, we... This is a weird scene. Yeah, so this is a scene where Seth is really, really leading into the geriatric Seth Jewish man thing. Seth plays with Anna, and Anna is trying her best. He's very excited they had dinner at 6 and in bed by 8. And <laughs> Anna's just trying really hard to kiss him so he'd shut up, mm-hmm. but he keeps like... Like, I'm just going to throw up more gags. She loves it. She does not love it. She does not also, love it. Also, do you know what she's wearing to bed? She's wearing, like, a little sexy camisole with a baby t-shirt under it. Well, Which is, know, I mean, this is know, Anna. She, she Why are we surprised? She doesn't want to show any cleavage. She probably, mm. So Summer, shockingly, bursts in. With a record scratch. 
Because she wants to watch TV with them. I imagine she picked the lock. <laughs> I would think so. There's no way they did not lock that door. If you listen very closely during the moment beforehand, you just hear the tinking of lockpicks <laughs> in the lock. So Summer just loves to guilt. She plays this whole game where she's like, because Anna does try to dissuade them. She's yeah. like, oh, no, we're not watching TV. And Summer's like, I thought this was a friend's weekend. I guess we're only friends when we want to be friends. Do I have to schedule friend time? And I'm like, Yes! Yeah. That's how friends work. As someone who has been single and have friends who are in a couple, sometimes you can't hang out with that well, couple. And also so, someone who's who's been single and had other single friends. Yeah, you know what? Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with being like, hey, I don't want to hang out right now. Yeah. We are still friends. You know, um, my ex and I, we, for a time, had a Yumi and Dupree type situation where we had our blonde friend who slept on an air mattress in yeah. the... Uh, in the den. Yeah. And yeah, we would schedule Mike nights. Yeah. There would be some nights where Mike would like make us dinner or we would all watch some terrible man movie together. But sometimes we'd be like, hey, Mike. And then he'd be like, yeah, I'm going out. I'll meet some biddies. <laughs> and then we'd have an alone night without Mike. Yeah. But essentially at this point, what we are seeing is as Summer realizes her plan. Well, what she realizes is that her plan of trying to annoy of like spending time with the couple just means that she's just spending time with the couple. Yeah, it's not good for her. It's, it's a cycle. It's just a rage cycle. It's a rage cycle. Yeah. Um. So what Bolivar doesn't realize is Ryan is the most helpful house guest ever. Yeah. And he just wants to clean up that kitchen. Aaron. Hmm. What is that goldfish in? I don't know. This scene starts, and there's what I would describe as a glass. Barrel? Vase? Who? With a goldfish and nothing else. And who is feeding and taking care of that goldfish? Because this is not a primary residence. Yeah. There's no rocks on the bottom. There's no castle for the goldfish. It's just a goldfish in water. Maybe it's fake. That goldfish, I feel like it was alive. I, Uh... I don't... Both in-universe and out-of-universe, that makes no sense. No sense. Like, both in the world and this being a TV show someone shooting, were they just like... Maybe they're trying to, like, <laughs> represent captivity. <laughs> they're just like, hey, grab that fish. <laughs> Fill this up with water. It was, put like, the- in someone's office, and they were like, no, no. <laughs> put that fish in the water. Set piece. Set piece. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, Bolivar so, wants to, uh, he's going to help Ryan do dishes. Because Marissa's in the hot tub alone. Mm-hmm. Well, no, she's getting ready for the hot right. tub. And then he asks Ryan if Ryan's going in the hot tub, and Ryan gives a non-answer. Yeah, then Bolivar essentially leads Ryan into doing a very innocuous... So, Oliver Bolivar is playing everyone like a fiddle. Yeah. Essentially, he leads Ryan down this garden path to where Ryan, like, fairly politely is like... I would prefer if you didn't hang out with my girlfriend so much. Yes. And Bolivar... Flips his lid. He breaks a he, he, crockery. He breaks a dish and he, and he, and he shouts about how this always happens. This he always smacks happens. himself in the head. He always screws up. As soon as he knows someone for longer than five minutes, they hate his guts. And Ryan's like, I just said don't hang out with my girlfriend so much. Yeah. I just said don't be creepy. And you know you're being creepy. <laughs> I just said don't be a creep. Now, of course, this summons Marissa in. And and she is the most clueless of the clueless. Because Bob was like, no, I have to I go. Just, I just need to get myself together. I'm going to go for a walk go. and buy some breakfast stuff. <sighs> and I can you can see on Ryan's face where he's like, 
oh, I know what you're doing. He's like, I know exactly what you're doing. I can't fight this. Because then Marissa orients on him. And Ryan's like, I just sort of said something vaguely not nice to him. Yeah. And, and she's like, he's been fighting depression. He's sensitive. He invited us here and you just dump on him all the time. And so she's like, like, he's a nice boy. And Ryan's like, I mean, I'm pretty nice to him. Why don't you trust me? We're actually in a relationship. Yeah. Like, you should be on my side. Like, like Bulver has been, like, sketchy, aggressive AF. to him. Yeah. Like, like essentially, I think Bulver figured out that Ryan was not going to punch him. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "Gotta do something else." I'm going to take this a different direction. He's very manip- he, he he knows what he's doing, and it's the sucks. 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 So meanwhile, <sighs> Sandy and Jimmy are very drunk at this restaurant. Well, they're not drunk yet, but they're going to get drunker. They are like tipsy though they're they not tipsy. sober they are tipsy yeah i i would agree with that and they're trying to plan for uh jimmy's future he has to leave to go live with his brother in phoenix which is not a bad plan no no and i don't th- i don't think the idea is not that it's, n- is that, you know, it's not a bad plan the idea is that he wants to stay with his daughter yeah which is fair. Sir, daughters no, which he doesn't care about caitlin <laughs> only marissa only marissa he only <laughs> caitlin who is who went to paris with them yes Yes. And she then, was on the trip. And then she just... Yeah. Then she she's outside the house? No, still she, in Paris? She doesn't care about Kristen. She went home. <laughs> she's staying home with her cheese wheel. <laughs> she got her own cheese wheel. Yeah. Eats it to the Fight Club boys. <laughs> sitting at home, like, slicing it up and putting it on baguettes. Um, <sighs> yeah, so they're drunk. They're pontificating about how good the past was. Yeah. and So this is kind of what I was talking about earlier. They mentioned that Jimmy... Used to manage the lighthouse. So when Jimmy said he only has one light on his resume, is, is that the this light, the one is light? Is that the lighthouse? That's the only job he's <laughs> the had. Because he can't use his. Or did he forget that he helped manage a light manage a restaurant into... until he went to the restaurant? And well, like, and apparently he did amazing. Like, yeah, I'm, they loved him. Like the restaurant flourished, and the reason it's failing now is because he's not working there. And then he has a solid plan of like how to get the lighthouse back. To... Yeah. And then. Because, guys, this is a restaurant that doesn't have happy hour. Yeah. That's a problem. And then as this as this scene ends and as Sandy orders another um another drink, I'm like, are are, are, are they going to buy the restaurant? Are Jimmy and Sandy going to buy a restaurant together? <laughs> because they did say the restaurant was shutting down. <laughs> and they did mention how much they would like to have a restaurant. Yep. And I'm like, oh. What? 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 <laughs> this, is a, this is becoming a sitcom that I love. So uh, let's cut away from that for a minute to a really. Okay, this conversation struck me because this is. We alluded to this before where Summer realizes her plan is bad for her because she's hanging out with a couple. Yeah, so you, yeah, the problem with always hanging out with a couple means you're always hanging around a couple. But Anna and Seth have this elongated conversation about all day breakfast at McDonald's. Yeah. And I was like, oh, guys. It happened. It's coming. It's happened. The future. You've got you got to wait a decade and it, some. It, it's gonna be there. It's gonna be there. You can have egg McMuffins anytime you want. But summer, summer, summer decides it's time to deploy the nuke. Where she informs them that their banter is so good, it's like they're siblings. And then leaves the room. And, and then that works on them. Yeah, which, they don't see through the transparency jealousy of that statement. Yeah, like it's the. It's the most clearly, like, aggressive thing, which is why it's the nuke. It's why it's her last choice. Yeah, but... It works. It shouldn't work. To an extent. Like, essentially, they're, they're, they're not going to do anything that night. 
Oh my God, Kevin. Oh my God. Okay. So okay. Okay. So okay. Ryan, Ryan goes to Marissa to apologize to try to smooth things over. Yeah, he's like, hey, I'm sorry I talked to Bolivar. I won't talk to him anymore. But it's interrupted by trauma. It's been two hours and they haven't heard from him. And then Bolivar calls. And, and he, he went home. home. And he took all these pills. He, Why does he have pills? I he took, lives by himself. I took so many pills. That they lose their minds. Yeah. Or or so he says. And he's like, he's like, like they're like, oh my God, call the police. Like, no, no it's, I'm just going to try to throw them up. Marissa, you should come and help. <laughs> and so they take off in the convertible, I guess. They, they, Ryan they hot wires car. a car. And they drive it back to the OC. Meanwhile, Bolivar is dancing to It's Not Unusual to be Loved by Anyone. So. (laughs) And he's pouring all of these pills onto the table. Bolivar is doing the thing that, you you know, sometimes when you call in sick someone, you're not sick. You. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you you feel, you feel like, especially if it's something you you don't want to go to. Yeah. yeah. You're just like, no, man, I'm sick. Sometimes you have a little bit more energy. It's like, yeah, I got away with it. He's doing that. To a thousand and ten percent. And he's also drinking a whiskey on the rocks and dancing about. And he's pouring all of these pills everywhere. And then he takes the pills and he drops them into an urn. Clock? I don't know. It has a clock on it. But it's also empty. And it's also a foot from where he's sitting. Also, he's a real amateur. Flush those pills. You dummy. Does he think he wants to take them later? Also, Kevin... Where did he get these pills from? He doesn't live with anyone. He's not taking someone else's sleeping pills and antidepressant pills. Has he just stockpiled them for this moment? Here's what I am imagining is that I'm I'm going into a little bit of psychology here. I think he has – he definitely has narcissistic disorder. Mm -hmm. I think he goes to the therapy – and he like because he likes to talk about his problems. He talks about his problems. He gets prescribed pills, but then he doesn't take them. Oh, so he's just been stockpiling he's, them. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, then he's, then he's like, oh, now I'm feeling this. Because that's the thing that therapists have to deal with is people who essentially like the attention. That's true. Of having, especially, look, therapy is a very important thing. So people really, really need therapy. Sometimes mm-hmm. the therapy involves pills. But there's a, but there are but there are people it's a who small see, subset. Yeah, who see therapy as attention. Yeah, it's a mark of. It's a it's a mark it's a mark of like something greater in their mind. Mm-hmm. So they use therapy. They're special, as, unique. Their pain is so much deeper than anyone else. Yeah. Else's so they pain. use therapy to get attention. I think that's what he's doing. And I think good therapists eventually figure that out yeah. and deal with that issue. <laughs> I do not feel like 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 Marissa and him are going to good therapists. Well, you know, he and Marissa are going to different therapists. <laughs> yeah. Who have a common waiting room. <laughs> yeah. And and you know what? That fact alone. It just does not feel like. She is not going to that awesome therapist we see who visits oh, her in the yes. hospital. Oh, yes. Yes. No, they're not. She should have gone to that lady. She should have gone to that lady. But, um, yeah, so yeah. he's. Essentially, it, it reveals to us, that, like. I, I guess I should have suspected it. I'm glad it just showed it to us. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, we have a very short scene that cuts away where Haley is an absolute baby. Yeah, she's like, like, now I don't get my money. No, I'm just going to leave. You're right. I do have to stay on my own two feet. And Kristen's like, <laughs> like you just, can stay here. You can, you can live with like, us. What? What am I supposed to do? Take a job from dad and get a handout that way? And yeah. I'm like, Haley, calm down. 
There is nothing wrong with working for a family company. Yeah. Lots of people do it. That's like how this nation was built. And also, Kirsten does it and still, like, screws her dad over. Yeah. And Kirsten is a good worker. And and not only that, she was willing to lose her job to do the right thing. Yeah. So, calm down, Haley. But Haley storms off into the night in a cab. Yeah. So, that's good. Yeah. She's, she, I'm sure that's the last time we'll ever see her. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at Bolivar's. Ryan and Marissa arrive. And Bolivar's like, no, Bolivar is fine. Yeah, he's like, sorry, I was in the shower. I threw up all of the pills. And Marissa's like, you should have water. You should have Gatorade. But, what do you need? And Ryan's like, Ryan, you should go to a merge. Yeah, Ryan, who I think has actually seen people OD on pills, yeah. is like, you should not be like this. Yeah, you're too, this is not right. Yeah, you are not someone you, who's OD'd on pills. You can't just throw them up and have no effects. Yeah, like the second that Ryan, the second he comes to the door and he just like, you know, he just got out of the shower mm. and this, Ryan, you, Ryan's like sizing him up. He's like, you did an OD. You've had no drugs in your system, And I in almost, fact. like, I almost, almost wanted Ryan to go like full, like Batman OC moment where he's like, you did an OD. Right? <laughs> like, Marissa, hold on a second. You did an OD. I've seen, I've seen people OD. Seen when people die from drugs. You have no drugs. I I am. I saw Marissa when she got drunk on that vodka. You're not there. I am willing to say his mom might have slightly OD'd on pills once or twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ryan has taken someone to emerge before. Yeah. So he's like, no, you should go to emergency room. He's like, no, they'll, no. they'll call my parents. And, and then I get... have to go into a 72-hour suicide watch. And Ryan's like, that seems like a thing that should happen. Yeah, that should happen. No, yeah, yeah that seems like a thing that you're, you should deal with. No, I'm fine. If I hadn't gotten all of the pills out of my system, I would have felt something by now. Ryan's like, that's not how that works. Yeah, so essentially, like, Ryan Ryan is all over Bolivar. Yeah, he, Ryan he, is not falling yeah. for this. Like, I feel like for a moment, back when he was with Marissa, and, like, even when Bolivar called and said, mm-hmm. like, I took, I took his, all these Because he didn't hear the call. Yeah. I imagine that he was like, this could be a real thing. Yep. But he, now and, he's, that- and he's treating he's treating it like a real thing. He goes with her, he does stuff. Yep. But then as soon as he gets there and his knowledge comes in, he's like, nah. And when he says, we need to treat this with the severity it deserves, we need to go to the doctor. Yeah. And Bolivar is not on board with that. He's immediately like, nope. Yeah, because that, you know what? That's what people who lie about things do. Yep. They don't want to go to experts. Exactly. But, but we're teenagers. We know how to deal we with this. We know what problems are. Shut up. So we have a... We cut away from this. We have a really sweet scene where we learn that Jimmy and Sandy really are best friends. And this is where Sandy is drunk. Sandy is super drunk. He's, he took a cab. And he's a silly drunk. Yeah. He comes in the room like trying to sneak in and Kirsten's <laughs> reading under a lamp. Just like. Watches him. Hey. And you know what the, you know what the nice thing about this? So Sandy and Jimmy, they buy the restaurant together. Yes. It's great. Sandy's very happy because he just wants to keep his friends. Yeah, yeah. Sandy is like with drunk Sandy, we learned that Sandy was most upset that Jimmy would have to leave town because Jimmy wouldn't be around anymore. And he is not. He he may have never had a friend in, in Newport. Newport. Yeah, he says he had like, Seth and he had his and he had his wife and he likes them a lot. And but they're very different. Like the people of Newport are very different than him. Yeah. So he just he's so happy to have he a friend. He doesn't want his friend to leave, and then he passes out. And he's like, oh, this is gonna be hard. All of my savings, all of my time in this restaurant. I would watch a spinoff that's like Jimmy and Sandy <laughs> running a restaurant together. It's like two broke girls, but instead it's like two middle-aged guys. <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're coming up with a new lease on life. Yeah. So. <sighs> Luke this, and Summer are so, the parents to. Luke, Luke has gone bizarre, and I do love it, but he looks <laughs> back in this car. He's like, goes, oh. oh. They're asleep. Like they're dogs. 
Yeah. Like, there are two dogs in his backseat. He's like, look, they're dreaming. I assume he knew to leave because Ryan called him and was like, Luke, an incident has occurred. You need to get back to Newport. I, I imagine they told him. <laughs> I would have loved it better if they just stayed there for the weekend. Like, right? you, know, you got to stop him. Uh, uh, but, yeah, so. They drop Seth, Seth and, and Anna, Anna off. Yeah, and then Luke make Summer feel better in, like, a very Luke way. That ends with him being like, Summer, you're looking real good. And you know real what? Good. You know what? I think he was kind of hitting on her. But I think but he just was mostly a, just complimenting what her. What I like about this sequence so much is that Luke, throughout the entire episode, is the best person, but he's still Luke. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they didn't... His character has changed without his characterization changing. Yes. He is still Luke. He's he has still... Been a- He's been affected by the things that have happened yeah. to him, but his core traits are still there. Yeah, he's still like, yeah, he's gonna make he's gonna make someone feel better. The only way he knows to do that is by being slightly flirty and using the and being like, "You're looking hot lately," because that's all he knows how to do. <laughs> Summer does not want to hook up with him. Yeah, no, yeah, Summer, like, <laughs> Summer just shut down. Luke's like, uh, okay, like, all right, I wasn't. I mean, maybe I was. Like, I don't like know. a little bit. Like Luke yeah. wouldn't be against it. So, meanwhile, back at Bolivar's house... Ryan is full OCing. This is like... I would say this is not the OC origin story movie, but this is like the second OC movie. You know how the first one is like The Dark Knight Begins? Yeah. And this is like The Dark Knight Rises? Well, we never got to see The OC Begins. No, that's going to be made later. No, because originally he was... He didn't come up with the name The OC. Originally, it was just a superhero in Chino. And then when he came to The OC, he was like, this is my name. This is what I will be. I will be The OC. Because now he's doing full de- detectives. He's looking. Yep. He's trying to find clues. He's- he picks up a pill bottle and is like... This is suspicious. Why is it on the floor under the couch? <laughs> this is just Viagra. What? What? And he puts it down. Marissa's like, why are Marissa's like, why are you looking at things? No, he puts it down next to the clock and urn. We thought he was going to knock over the clock urn. He doesn't. But he doesn't. That's for yeah. later, I guess. Yeah, yes. But Marissa is like, how dare you look for things? How dare you not trust him? <laughs> I'm like, hold firm, Ryan. And Ryan's hold like. Firm. Um, and she's like, I have to stay here with him tonight. He cannot be alone. And Ryan's like, um. <laughs> and Ryan, God bless him, is like, whatever. And as he walks out of the room, the music swells and you're like, yes. Yeah. The OC rises. <laughs> the OC rises. He goes, up to, he goes up to the roof, stands up there for a little bit. He's like, here I am. I cannot sleep. You sleep. I have to watch the night. More of Abed's speech. (laughs) (laughs) You think at some point in there you found yourself a CW moment? Other than Bolivar's entire storyline? I mean, if you can. So for those of you who don't know what I just referred to there, uh, an O's... CW. A CW it moment. It sucks because they both are. It's better. Once you back to <laughs> Riverdale, so much easier better. with Riverdale. Oh, my God. Riverdale, October so, 11th. That's my birthday. It's also your birthday. CW moment is a moment where the logic is overridden by drama. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would actually say my CW moment for this episode is Seth and Anna playing Jenga on the bed. <laughs> It's because I feel like it's really trying to like set something up. It's like, oh my god, they're on the bed, they're making out, they're just being sexy teens. Surprise! They're playing Jenga, and I just—it's dumb. 
Yeah. It's dumb. I know you're setting up a shot, but like no one. I know Anna played Jenga on the bed with Captain Oates before, but this is just. Captain Oates is an imaginary plastic horse. It was it was fine then because it was ridiculous on top of ridiculous. And she was clearly just playing Jenga by herself. Yeah. But it just. Or setting up a sexy scene for Seth to walk into. Just dumb. (laughs) No more sexy Jenga. The OC. If you hear one thing from me, no more sexy Jenga. I mean, Anna loves her tableaus, though. She does love tableaus. And costumes. Costumes. She loves to dress like a Muppet. She is a Muppet. Kevin, do you have a CW moment? I do. And I just saw that my CW moment, which I think... Oh, this will be a CW moment that will continue on to another episode. Oh. Is the fact that Volver hid his pills in literally the first thing he saw. Yeah, why didn't he flush them? And I do what I imagine he's not going to. Like, no! He, like, he's just going to keep an, the drugs in the urn. What an amateur. At the very least, like, throw them in the garbage. Do something. Do something other than hot. Like, does he still want to keep the drugs in case he wants to use them later? I mean, I, I imagine that has to be the case. That's but, true. But I but don't imagine that's what's going to happen. I imagine they're going to stay there, and then like Ryan's going to find them or some. Or Marissa's going to accidentally knock them over, and then they're going to stare a lot. Oh, and then gonna, she's going to be Marissa. Then yeah. she's going to run into the night, and she'll leave her car behind, and she'll run with her arms flailing and behind her. And it'll be her. raining just on her. Yeah. Um, no, it just seems like like Bolivar is so smart and manipulative that this one like flaw because like he had a long time to repair mm-hmm. he essentially like he just smashed he, he had left. hours yeah he did he had the entire drive back to newport was like okay so i'm gonna go home i'm gonna pretend that i overdosed on pills i'll call marissa marissa will come ryan will have to come with her i'm gonna have to separate them somehow i'm gonna have to get rid of those pills I, yeah so i'll get rid of the pills i'll i'll have them come over then i'll be like no marissa you'll have to stay because ryan's not gonna stay the night marissa will have to stay the night so well to make sure that you know i'm fine it's 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 the the plan is well insane. I can see his logic in it, but but not getting rid of the pills seems like such a weird, uncharacteristic Good thing choice. for Bolivar to do. Do you think he's such a narcissist that he thinks he doesn't have to think his plans through to completion? He's like, my plan will be so well laid out, <laughs> I and it'll just fall into place. I can imagine that he only half plans everything. He's like, like all right. <laughs> that's exactly how we invited them to the to, to the bar yes. to the the show he's like yeah all right i'll invite everyone i'll invite everyone not just marissa and ryan everyone, everyone. i'll invite everyone to the show and then i'll just figure it out and it will end with me <laughs> having marissa i know i'll invite everyone including luke to palm springs and then i'll figure it out because I am Bolivar Trask, I and am. I am the smartest man alive! <laughs> he, he laughs alone in his apartment. The, the maid is like, that, that boy ain't right. <laughs> the kid who lives in the penthouse is laughing again. <laughs> I hate that kid. <laughs> the maid's going to find those pills. And she's going to be like, Mr. O.C. This is just... <laughs> he paid her off to be a tip. It's great. I like... <laughs> Also, those are very colorful pills. They're like red and green and blue. blue and like and none of them were white. None of them were which white are pills. What most pills are. Yeah, no. That's why I'm like, that's definitely Viagra in there. <laughs> oh, oh man. Hey, if you like that episode, you should uh, give us a rating. Something. Give us something. A review. 
a subscription. Use your podcaster device. Apparently, it's called Apple Podcasts. Well, I mean, you can, yeah. Or you can use iCatcher or like whatever you want. We don't control you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You guys have podcasting devices. Just use them. Tell your friends. Yeah. Tell everyone. Use some uh, social medias. Yep. We can be found on the social medias at uh, Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA. Send emails. That's also Podcast MOA, except for that one ends with at gmail.com. Podcast MOA lo- at gmail.com. Yeah. We, lo- we love hearing from people. We love getting uh, mm-hmm. getting emails telling us your thoughts on things. Yeah. When you guys interact with us, we interact back mostly by talking to you on the podcast, <laughs> calling you out by name. <laughs> you, you will hear your name if you if you talk to us. I might not pronounce it correctly, but I'll say it. We'll try our best. We'll try real not hard. Not very good with words. Nope. Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. This is the last chance for something. Yeah, this is the last chance. You're, um, you're doing something. Hey, hey, Calgary friends. As you know, because you've listened to our previous podcasts. <laughs> Presumably. Presumably. Otherwise, you're coming out on episode 16 of the OC, and that's a choice. Yeah. Maybe it's your favorite episode, the one where Bolivar does not OD. Yeah, the links. Uh, but anyway, Calgary friends. Me and some theater colleagues wrote a play. It performed last week. It's going to perform again this week on uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So that is August 31st, September 1st, and September 2nd. It is called Porcelain Dolls. It is put on by Full Circle Theater. We're very, very, very proud of it. Mm -hmm. If you've ever wondered what takes place in the woman's washroom, now you'll find out. That's what the play will tell you. There's some heart, some humor. We're not that much like Bridesmaids, but we are essentially the Crucible meets 12 Angry Men. Yep. That that is what the news article said. That is what the news article said, and I was like, I don't think I said that, but all right. <laughs> so if you wanted to see, you know, seven mildly drunk women, come see Porcelain Dolls. Yeah. Go to FullCircleTheater.ca for more details. That is Full Circle Theater. Theater is spelled the Canadian way with an E R R E. I always say that wrong. Yep. FullCircleTheater.ca. Hit us up. Yeah. And uh, if you go to the Friday show, it is an early show at six, and you get a free drink with your entry. And also, there's hummus. Well, you don't get a free drink. You get you get a, when you en- when you buy your ticket, you get a drink with it. Will Ryan and Marissa discover the drugs? What will Haley do after being cut off by Caleb? What kind of hijinks can we expect from the Jimmy Sandy Copro restaurant? Answers to all this and more on the next episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? 